This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Am I the astronaut for not sharing a free meal with my anti-Instagram boyfriend? I post my food pics from when I go out to eat on Instagram. It's just for fun. I spend like 30 minutes a week on it tops. My boyfriend is a very sweet guy in many ways, but one thing that I'm not so much of a fan of is that he often hops on the bandwagon of hating on innocent things. Not just not liking something, but making sure everyone knows he doesn't like it, even if nobody asked. I can't help but notice a theme. Pumpkin spice lattes, pouty selfies, Taylor Swift, etc. As you can guess, he's not a fan of the food pics and thinks it's very annoying and cringe. He doesn't even follow my Insta, even though he has an account. Frowning emoji. Time out. The anti-bandwagon bandwagon is also a bandwagon. Oh, sweet irony. We meet again. Game on. Even though I don't have very many followers, I have started getting occasional offers and invitations from restaurants in my city to try their food for free in exchange for a review. Nothing crazy, no steak dinners so far, but I've gotten a few sandwiches and several baked goods. Good for you. Well, I just hit the big leagues and got invited to a new restaurant opening that includes a free appetizer and entree for me and one guest. I immediately invited one of my Instagram friends who I've gone out to eat with on several occasions and who also enjoys taking food photos. I told my boyfriend and he's pissed that I'm not taking him and says I'm doing it out of spite. I really think I'm not. If the restaurant is giving me free food in exchange for a post, I'm going to put more effort into the post and spend a few extra minutes making sure that I actually get very good shots. And I'd rather do it with someone who isn't going to sigh and roll their eyes through the whole thing. Also, I think it's pretty audacious of him to be actively unsupportive of an activity that hurts no one, but then also expects to benefit when it's actually successful. I love this OP's outlook. Also, uh, top comment here, your gut feeling about this guy is absolutely correct. You're there to do a job, essentially, and his bad attitude would be a hindrance to you getting it done right. NTA. I also want to point out gently as a married woman of 21 years that for a relationship to work and be healthy and happy, your partner needs to be supportive of the things that you're excited about. They don't have to be interested themselves, but they do need to encourage and lift you up. Your boyfriend is disdainful of your passion. Did you know disdain has been scientifically proven to be one of the four predictors of future divorce? True story. 
A person's character is their playbook. It dictates every move we make and defines who we are. This person you're describing takes joy in robbing other people of theirs. You're not the only person he does this to, as you've said. He's also someone who feels entitled to the spoils of other people's success after putting a lot of energy into knocking them down a peg with his disparagement. This is his character. I hope you see that. This isn't the behavior of a sweet guy. It's mean-spirited, petty, and selfish. Of course, he has other qualities, but all of this is right there, too. So coded into his playbook of character is these poor qualities. That means they show up in all kinds of subtle ways. I'll bet if you look for them, you'll find them. Damn. Top commenter here speaking from a shite ton of experience, it feels like. Uh, I, I do. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and get this out of the way right now. Yes, 100% NTAOP for not sharing a free meal with your anti-Instagram boyfriend because it's not just anti-Instagram, it's anti-everything. And anti-specifically, the thing that you have a passion for and the thing that you were trying to side hustle. So he wants to shit on it, but then expects you to share the benefits of it with him. That's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. And I'm glad I'm glad this commenter pointed out the dangers of somebody not lifting up your passions. They don't have to they don't have to love it. They really don't. They don't have to love it. They do have to encourage you. They do have to be supportive of it. I mean, they don't have to if they want to be with you. They do. If they want to have a long and healthy relationship with you, they do. So you have to take a step back here and look and say, what is this guy's end game? What's his goal? What is the what is what is he trying to achieve with this behavior? What is he trying to achieve? There's there's neutral, right? Which is not encouraging, not shitting on. There's positive, which is encouraging. And then there's negative, which is shitting on. We've been having this conversation a lot lately, and that is zero is greater than negative one. If someone in your life is shitting on something that has a negative effect on your life, they are a negative force and you rather than being alone at neutral zero are now at a negative because of them it doesn't matter how many people you're with it matters what effect they're having on your life and right now op recognizes that she's at a negative one but this is this is the scary part here is that the question is am i the astronaut for not sharing a free meal with my anti-instagram boyfriend instead of am i the astronaut for dumping this dude's ass that's the scary part for me. It is not a like I'm just not going to share the meal with them. No, 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 there's a there's a bigger issue here. There's a much bigger issue here. You have to look at the kind of person this is and try to look ahead and figure out why he's doing what he's doing. And we still really haven't talked about that. Why is he doing what what he's doing? Is this is this a uh, is this a personal confidence thing? Is this is he one of the people that has to shit on everybody to make himself feel better? Because that's a thing. Is he living in a negative space and he has to drag everybody over there with him? Is he trying to posture himself as some kind of superior by not not buying into all the bandwagon shit, but doing it in a very anti-bandwagon bandwagon way? And and while we're there, I know I mentioned it during reading the story, but it just makes me crack my shit up. The anti-bandwagon bandwagon. The anti-bandwagon bandwagon is a bandwagon. If he's with if he's with this person and she is benefiting from it, he's benefiting from it, whether that benefits her mood, whether he directly benefits with some kind of perk from it. It doesn't matter if it's good for your partner. It's good for the both of you. If you have this this teamwork approach, 
I think you got to look at this and, and not just in this. It's not the free meal. It's am I the ask it up for not sharing a lifetime with my anti me boyfriend? And you'd be NTA for that as well. You have to you have to protect. I think you have to protect your your mental health. You have to protect yourself from people who seek to have a negative impact on your life. And that's uh, that's where this one's at. Am I the astronaut for not showing up for my birthday dinner at a nice restaurant, knowing everyone was waiting for me and my parents had to pay a deposit for the table? Oof. I'm 16 male, the second oldest of four. My older sister, 18, has Down syndrome and is medically complex with complex needs. She also has food allergies. My younger sister, 13, has a host of food allergies, and some of them are very serious, and she's also on the spectrum. Then we have my younger brother, 11, and he has a lot of medical issues related to food and allergies that go along with it. We always try to make sure places are accessible for them, especially because my older sister is in a wheelchair. This does mean I can be overlooked. It does mean making sacrifices or accepting that things will never be as far as it would be for a kid in my family with less extra slash special needs. I'm used to not getting my favorite dishes and I'm used to not getting my top pick for vacations because my parents don't think it's it's accessible enough or autism friendly enough. I'm used to my siblings never getting turned down for that kind of stuff. After a while, it became something I expected. I was lucky that my maternal grandparents tried to make up for it when they when they could. And my best friend's family would also include me in their family for stuff like meals out. My favorite restaurant in our city is this Indian place. My favorite dish is their samosas. I never get to eat there with my parents and siblings, and we never get takeout from there because it's not deemed safe for all my siblings. Sometimes that stinks, especially when my parents proclaim they always get their kids' favorite food from their favorite restaurant for their birthdays each year. This year, my parents made a big deal over me turning 16, and they told me to pick my favorite place for us to have a family dinner for my birthday, a family dinner that included extended family. I told them my favorite place, and they told me that wouldn't work. I asked if they wanted my favorite place or a place catered to my siblings. They asked me if I didn't want to cater to my siblings, and I said no. They asked where I wanted to go. I said the Indian place. They gave me one of those looks and said they would give me one more time to think. A couple of weeks later, they asked me where I wanted to eat for my birthday, and I told them my answer had not changed. They asked me if I could really enjoy my birthday, knowing it wasn't accessible and safe for my siblings to eat there, and I said yes, since it's meant to be my birthday, and they wanted me to say my favorite restaurant. They told me that they would book the family favorite and went ahead and did that. The family favorite has nothing I actually like. I just tolerate it. They had everything planned, invited everyone, and when the evening came for the dinner, I just didn't go. My parents are furious with me. I had everything taken for a week, and they planned to continue the punishment in some way. My grandparents defended me, but my parents said I was rude. Am I the astronaut? Oh, uh, okay. Top comment here. NTA. I'm so sorry. I hope your grandparents or BFF celebrated you. Just know in two years you can escape unless you can go to your grandparents or BFF to live there now. And they will wonder why you don't want to be with them anymore or take care of your siblings when they can't anymore. The more fair alternatives would be to order takeout on birthdays so you can get your favorite and they can get safe foods and you can eat home or wherever you can host your group as a whole. Or maybe the parent takes the birthday kid for an outing and meal of their choice one on one time and cake back at home with the family. I'm sorry, OP. Happy birthday. Okay, this is, this is, the end here is where my brain was at. I'm like, as a parent, if you have a kid that is, that is 
outwardly expressing frustration at this situation. And I understand why they do it the way that they do as a whole. I get it. They have they have all these plates to spin and to make sure that everybody's taken care of care of as a clan, as a group. Um, and they don't they don't want something to harm the village. I understand why they're doing what they're doing. However, th- this was an all or nothing kind of thing. It was it was you pick somewhere that works for everybody or or we just don't have something. Really, they didn't even give that option. It was you're going to pick somewhere that works for everybody. Where do you want to go? We'll give you one more chance. The question wasn't really where do you want to go? The question was where are you going to tolerate going for the good of the family? OP has some clear frustration with that and voiced it. Here's where it gets squirrely as a parent. If you have a kid who is obviously in a, in a position to be overlooked because it's the one non-special needs kid that they have who's voicing this kind of frustration and this desire to do something truly for them, uh, even even voicing the acceptance that they aren't going to be able to do that with their siblings like want that they want that. How much more clear of a signal do you need that you need to do that for them with some one on one time? This needed to be and it was a huge opportunity to have some one on one time to be like, you know what? We're going to find somebody to to hang out with the rest of the kids and and the two of us are going to take just you and we're going to go do this thing. That was the play. That was the call. And it's it shouldn't be a hard call. If they are looping an extended family for the party, that can be the after party. And guess what? Some of the extended family can jump in and help look after everybody else while you guys are out for this short dinner for what, an hour? I'm sure they could figure it out. The fact that there was no effort put into that to, to actually do something truly for you is where this happens. And, and again, I understand. I, I can't imagine Having a a family dynamic like this where you had that extra level of complication families like having families with multiple kids are, are it's difficult. It is very difficult. It's difficult to balance everything. Add special needs into that mix. I cannot imagine how complicated every freaking day life is for them. However, when it is black and white like this and when you have one of your children saying this is what I want, I understand the ramifications. I am telling you I want this. It's not a cry for help anymore. It's not a, it's not a cry for for love anymore. It is it is it's a warning shot, right? It is blatant. Could it be any more clear that your kid feels overlooked if they're willing to do that? Could it be any more clear? I'm sure they're stressed and I'm sure they're dealing with a whole bucket of shit on the daily. But this was an easy one. This was T-ball. It was boop right there. All they had to do was smack it. And instead they're like, "Eh, we're going to do something completely different and went ahead and scheduled it and just completely ignored their kids wishes altogether. All the while still bragging to everybody that they always get the kids what they want from their favorite restaurant for all their birthdays, blah, 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 blah. Except that's not really the case. OP, you are NTA here. I, I understand though. I understand how difficult it must be for your parents but they need to understand your frustration and they need to understand that you, their burden is not your burden. They have a burden to manage the family. They have a burden to manage, manage multiple people with special needs. They also have a burden to, to care for you and to care about you. And yeah, you've been overlooked here and maybe you need to be a little more clear about that and say, look, when you do this, this is what I understand. This is, this is how it translates to me. This is what I feel from this. 
And I feel like I don't matter. I feel like I don't matter as much as everybody else because their needs get prioritized over mine. Even my, on my own birthday, their needs were prioritized over mine. You're only 16. So your dependence on them for this is, is, has a timer on it. It's not going to be this way forever. You're going to enter the make your own family um, phase of life here soon. And you'll have the ability to, to choose your own destiny here. And it sucks. It sucks. And, and you're going to carry this with you forever. And it's probably going to affect your family dynamic or your relationship with your parents forever. And when you have kids, it's going to affect the relationship between your parents and your kids too. So hopefully they get their heads out of their asses and they realize what kind of damage they're actually doing right now. They think they're doing the right thing because they think they're doing the right thing for the tribe as a whole, for the good of the realm, right? But as a parent, the tribe matters. So does the individual. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Am I the astronaut for coming to dinner basically topless? I've dreaded posting this for a while because I'm afraid I might be the astronaut. But I just got to know. So here goes. My parents-in-law and brother-in-law came to visit and stay for a month with my husband, 27 male, and I, 28 female, after I had my baby. For context, if it makes any difference, I'm German. Husband and his family are Italian. Sorry. The baby was three months old at the time, and I breastfed her. Usually, I'd just nurse on the couch in the living room, but because company was staying, I went to our bedroom. After I nursed her, she'd fall asleep and take a nap, and I'd have some free time. Since my husband's family was visiting, I tried to plan her naps around our mealtime to spend time with family uninterrupted. My mother-in-law has a thing that when food is on the table, you are there pronto. Sometimes I'd be late coming to a meal because babies can be unpredictable and she wouldn't fall asleep right away or nursed longer than normal. To this, my mother-in-law would barge into my room and announce food was ready, all impatient. This startled the baby and made the process last much longer than it should have. The result is I had to eat much later than everyone else, alone, and the food was cold. It left me fuming, unlike the food. More work to do with the baby and more seclusion from family time. This happened several times. I asked my husband to talk to her and explain that I can't always just come on time. He talks to her, but she still did this all anyway. So I simply decided to stop being late to the dinners. The next time she barged into my room and announced food was ready, I came without hesitation. I came to the table exactly as I was. No shirt, half a bra, baby hanging on to one breast. Nothing was seen as the baby's head covered up everything anyway, but still, as expected, uproar ensues. Mother-in-law exclaims, what the hell am I doing at a dinner table like this? She said I was indecent and there were men at the table and that I should be ashamed of myself. I yell back, what the hell does she keep calling me to the table for if I'm not yet ready? I have no reason to be in my room alone with my baby while everyone else is out having a great time together. Brother and father-in-law are trying not to get in on the argument. Husband ushers me back to my room and scolds me, taking his mother's side. You, you fool. He understands why I'm frustrated, but this action didn't help anything. But after I came to the table with the baby, mother-in-law didn't bother me again while I was busy with the baby. So, so what if I came to some meals a little after everyone had started eating? The roof didn't cave in. Anyways, everyone lived happily ever after the end. Am I the astronaut? Top comments, NTA, a well-placed piece of malicious compliance. Love it. I'd be pissed at my husband, though. 
My response would have been, you had your chance to talk to your mother. Either you weren't trying hard enough to be convincing or she just didn't give a shit. If you're pissed, go talk to her. I just did what she asked. Next time, actually handle your mother before I have to get my boobs out at the dinner table. There you go. There you go. I'm sure that uh, that hubby here as an Italian with his Italian mother, <clears throat> I haven't had encounters with Italian mothers, but I imagine that confronting your Italian mother is a thing. I imagine it is a, like a thing. He probably had the bubbly guts just thinking about it. Uh, I, I imagine that's a thing. But here, pain creates change, right? Her mother-in-law here, seeing her walk out, you know, with, with a baby covering up the nip, um, was enough pain for her to stop doing what she was doing, but it had to get to that point. If her son had stood up to her and actually stood his ground and been like, no, you shall not pass. You will not do this. It would have, it would have been a shit show. It would have been terrible. And he would have felt some pain there, but it would have created enough pain to create some change. And that's what had to happen. NTA for creating the pain that was needed to create the change. Also, uh, I, I, I am giving I am giving Hubby the Brozo Award because I'm sure it was tough. And I'm sure I'm sure going up against your mother is is a very, very difficult thing. But when it was a very, very he even knew he understood the frustration. He agreed with his wife. He just didn't go to bat hard enough. I get it. But you don't get to scold your wife after she did what you didn't have the balls to do. The thing that needed to be done. You don't get to scold your wife for that. She did what needed to be done. And yeah, uh, the uh, malicious compliance is great. We're giving the very laggy petty confetti here as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next story here is from AITAH subreddit and is titled, Am I the astronaut for telling my husband that I can't do this anymore after he quit his job to work with his mother? We are due to have our daughter in two weeks and planned ahead of time so I could stay home for a year with her while I'm nursing. We saved around 26K plus took into consideration that at his job he was making 3K a month, $23 hourly. Our bills for the year come out to around 46K. Since we got pregnant, his mom has been super overbearing with the boy mom bullshit. She's been trying to force her way into our lives in ways that I'm not okay with, like trying to convince us to buy a house with her so she can help raise her baby. My husband actually considered this, and I shot it down immediately. She's been stopping in whenever she feels like it with stuff for him and him only, like she literally brings him food, one serving, only enough for him around dinner time, probably two to three days a week, saying, I just know you miss mama's cooking. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Keep Keeps buying him mom plus son jewelry, knowing he won't wear jewelry, and tells me he will wear it. It's a mom and son thing you wouldn't understand. And when I tell her he's not going to wear it, he hasn't worn any of it. 
She is 100% treating him like he is her husband, calling him to go do things for her all hours of the day and night and all around just trying to get him out of our house and over to hers. On the off chance that he does go over, she's all like, since you're here, I'll let you treat me to a mom and son date at Denny's. Or when she's here, she will look at me and tell me how she takes her coffee and expects me to make it for her. I know I'm rambling, but this woman is batshit crazy and no she was not like this prior to my getting pregnant interesting they barely spoke before i got pregnant as soon as she found out that we were having a baby she sunk her claws in with the whole my papa isn't the papa anymore bullshit we are literally in our 30s so if all else wasn't insane enough She's been trying to convince my husband for at least three months to quit his job, search and rescue, and go with her so that they can spend more time together. She works at a medical rehab facility. I told him I won't tolerate that for one reason. It's $13 an hour, $10 less than he makes now. I've tried to reason with him. Like, if he goes there, I will end up having to go back to work because $13 an hour cuts his monthly income in half just about. And this is not what we agreed to or planned for. Not only that, but her job is bi-weekly pay and doesn't have benefits for a year. He had full benefits at his job. He told me he didn't want to work with his mom and not to worry about it about two months ago. But I just found out last night that he did, in fact, quit his job and applied at the place his mom works at and bypassed the interview process because mommy vouched for him. What are you doing, dude? There's got to... Why? This is, this is blatant and active harm to your family. Why would you make this choice? So now he has a job with her. I wasn't nice about it when he told me, admittedly. I asked him why the f*** he would do that, and he goes, Well, my mom's getting older, and she wanted me to work with her so we can hang out more before she passes. She's literally 61 and healthy. I slept on it and decided I couldn't do this. I told him this morning that I can't do this. I'm not going to be overruled by a woman who refuses to stay in her lane. I'm not going to bow down to a mama's boy or a woman who grossly won't leave her son alone. He can do it on his own and we can do this separately. I told him I will take the money I saved, 23K of the 26K, and figure it out on my own and that he needs to leave and go back to sucking mommy's tit at her house. He, for whatever reason, is shell-shocked that I'm taking it this far and says I'm an astronaut for not understanding that his mother getting older and wanting to spend time with him should be important. I'm not budging, though. He's allowing her to destroy our lives. Edited to add, I want to touch base on finances real quick for the people commenting being a single mom is going to be great. If he was to leave and we got divorced, my bills would reduce by at least a quarter, if not more. I've been helping him pay off his student loan debt for five years and the price keeps increasing. So there's no end in sight with the 23 K that I have saved. I could pay for my home and bills for a year and a half. When I add his bills and his debt into the equation, it won't even cover a year. I'm not afraid of single motherhood. He would be involved regardless if we separate as well. Edited to add again, he signed a prenup. I owned the house long before we started dating. I withdrew my 23K from the bank and put it in my personal account. I already spoke to an attorney and I'm in the clear to do so because I have a paper trail on what was mine versus what was his. I'm an accountant. Numbers and money are kind of my specialty. I have it all handled legality wise. I don't understand motives here. Maybe we'll get to it in a second. Here, relevant comments from OP. 
It didn't get this bad until recently. Prior to me getting pregnant, we only saw or heard from this woman maybe twice a year. Truth be told, I'm a diehard mama's girl. I'd do anything for that woman, providing it didn't come between me and my baby. My brothers are also mommy's boys, but not to this extent of my husband and his mom. So a part of me is understanding, but a bigger part of me is like, what the f*** have I gotten myself into? She had barely anything to do with him until I got pregnant. We saw slash heard from her at most twice a year, and she only lived an hour away. Since I got pregnant, though, holy hell, everything flipped. And it's not even like this is her only child or grandchild. She has three other kids, seven other grandchildren. She doesn't do this with them. I've suggested therapy multiple times over the years due to the fact that he had a pretty noticeable abandonment issues prior to all this. His mom was never around and left him home by himself from age three plus so she could work or go to the laundromat or grocery shopping to the point of cops being involved. She laughs about it, but it f***ed him up. He refuses all therapy, says it's a waste of time. Not sure if he would change his tune knowing his marriage is on the line or not. Okay, it's it's the motive. I don't, I don't I don't understand the motive here. I mean, control. Let's follow the control trail for a second. If if OP gets pregnant and mother-in-law sees this as, oh, crap, this is my last chance to sink my claws into him and control him. And how do I do that? I, I give him attention. I give him the thing that he's always craved because he's had abandonment issues, right? So she's all of a sudden give, giving him all the attention that he ever wanted so that she could control him. To what end, though? Just to destroy his life? Or she's about to become dependent on him in some way and needs him to take care of her? That's a possible path. There's something that we don't know on that end. But how does he not see that he is destroying his own life? How would he not see that when having a kid taking a, a massive pay cut how would he not see that as a, a bad idea how would he not see the impact on his family also how would he not see that her convincing him to make this change without consulting his wife is manipulative and yeah i get it he's getting all the attention that he always wanted his whole life from her but how would he not see that it is destroying his family no benefits is a huge deal too Losing almost half of his hourly pay and getting no benefits here, at least for what, for a year, is a is a huge deal. Why? Why? I don't understand. I don't. I mean, the attention that he's receiving from mommy, it, it it's like completely clouded his judgment, completely clouded his ability to see the world around him. He has no awareness of the damage that he's doing right now, even though he does beg for that job back, bro. Beg for your family back and understand when you're being manipulated. We still don't understand to what end unless it's just control. And if that's the case, it's even more up. If there's some kind of reason that she is digging her claws in so that she can use him for some purpose, it it would at least make sense if it's just control for control's sake to destroy his family just just to prove that she has control over him. That's just that's just evil. It's just evil. Without knowing what that other reason or motive is right right now, that is, she's there. She's ask on one. Mother-in-law is ask on one. This is a terrible thing to do. To 360, just because you found out that his partner was pregnant. Oh, shit. Better dig in now. And he... I don't care if you have abandonment issues. You do not do harm to your own family. Because you got clouded by some attention. When you started your own family, 
that became your top priority. That became the first thing that you focus on. You started making decisions here that negatively impacted your family and didn't give a shit because mommy told you not to because mommy said it was going to be okay. So you could hang out with mom while you work. Everything that she does is a red flag, dude. Just realize it. Everything. Hopefully she said that he was shell shocked. So we, we haven't heard, you know, we don't we don't know what he did after this fact. We don't know what he's doing with this information. Maybe this is enough pain to create change. Maybe this is enough pain for him to get his head out of his ass and to be like, what am I doing? I'm having a kid. I can't be taking a pay cut just to hang out with my mom, who, by the way, just recently decided to start talking to me. I'm sure that it's tough. I'm sure that it's tough for that deep seated need for attention from her. For that to all of a sudden be showing up and, and to fight that off. I'm sure that is very, very difficult for him. You know what? It's going to be more difficult to, to go the rest of your life with without your your partner getting to spend limited time with your kid because you up and let your mom control you, manipulate you and destroy your family. Not of your own choosing of hers. But you let her manipulate it. You let her do it. There has to be a wall. There has to be a boundary. There has to be a you cannot manipulate me to do harm to my own family. You might be able to talk me into going to lunch with you or dinner. But you aren't going to show up and actively disrespect my wife by treating her like shit. You aren't going to show up with just one meal just for me and expect me to eat it and for me to accept that thereby dis disrespecting my wife as well you aren't going to disrespect my family here's the deal op's husband this woman has no respect for family and you know this in your core because you are slash were her family and she didn't respect you then she doesn't respect you now she sure as shit doesn't want to see you with the functional happy family clearly she's trying to put a stick of dynamite in it right from the get-go and you're letting her. Here's here's the potential good part here. The potential good part is this is all happening pre-Babe, right? So hopefully this is the wake-up call that he needs. Hopefully he gets his head out of his ass. Hopefully he fixes everything, returns to center, grovels. Hopefully this is the pain to create change to make sure that this never happens again. Hopefully this is the pain that creates the change to put his family at the top of his list. And to make him realize that he was manipulated into, into the detriment of his family. Hopefully. That's the, the one silver lining part of this is that hopefully this happened early enough for it to be fixable. Hopefully. Title of this one is, Am I the Askinoff for not kicking my friends out of my house because my nephews were over? With an update. I, 26 female, had this happen yesterday, and so far my family keeps saying I'm in the wrong. So I was spending my first Saturday off in weeks planning an outing with my friends, but at the last minute my sister asked if I could babysit my twin nine-year-old nephews since her mother-in-law was having a medical emergency and they had to go to the hospital. I agreed because I know her mother-in-law has heart issues she's already had a pacemaker put in. So I canceled my plans and my brother-in-law brought the kids over. 
Since some of my friends were already over, they helped me watch my nephews, and we did some family-friendly activities like watch Scooby-Doo. My idea, I must convert them into Scooby-Doo fans. Ordered pizza and played around with my child-safe face paints along with some Mario games. It wasn't the weekend I planned, but it was fun, and my nephews and friends enjoyed themselves too. Thankfully, my friends have met the twins before at events I've invited them to, so I didn't think it was an issue that I didn't chase them out of my home the moment the boys were dropped off. When my brother-in-law and sister came later that night to pick up the kids, they were surprised to see my friends there, and my brother-in-law asked if they had just come back. I explained they didn't, and that we just made a day of taking care of the kids. They both gave me looks and took the kids home. Me and my friends pulled out the wine and some ice cream and decided to watch horror movies. Midway through, I got a text from my sister demanding to know why I let strangers around her children without letting her know. I told her she dropped the kids on me last minute and she knows the four who had come over today and that two of them live at least an hour away from us, so sending them back would have been rude. My brother-in-law also messaged me saying he felt uncomfortable that I allowed strange women to touch his children. They literally know my friends, husbands, and wives. I don't get why they're making a big deal out of it, but today I woke up to more messages of how I endanger the kids by having them around strangers and worse, alcohol in the house. We got drunk and posted pictures around midnight, I guess. Don't remember much beyond the Insta post. Most of our relatives are saying I prioritize my friends over my nephew's safety and I'm confused as The only one on my side is weirdly my sister's mother-in-law who turns out never was at the hospital. So I don't even know where my sister and brother-in-law were all day yesterday. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. The twins were dropped off on me at the last second. My friends are known by the family. We never drank or did anything adult until after the kids were home. Did I seriously up here? I am so confused. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Uh, so if, if there was some kind of known issue or known dangerous person or known person that shouldn't be around kids, sure. But these were people that they, they knew of. You were in control of the situation. Everything was family themed. You did games. You guys watched Scooby freaking do. You enlisted the team's help and made a fun day out of it. Out of the day that you had planned that you gave up for them. This is one of those you can't treat people like shit and then expect them to do favors for you situations, except for it's flipped. In this case, you did them the favor, then they treated you like shit, which makes sense because they got what they wanted out of you. But I I would say out of all this, I would just say this one thing. Now, the friends were there whenever whenever the kids were dropped off. Right. So there was no if the friends were there whenever the kids got dropped off, they knew they were there. I would say as a parent, you know, I'd I'd like to know who all is going to be around. And if there's going to be a a team of people having a fun day thing, that would be that would be good to know. I want to know as much as possible, but I'm also like a helicopter parent. So I think I think uh, I'd want to know ahead of time. But if they were there when the, the kids got dropped off, they knew they knew. I don't understand the expectation to send everyone away when the kids probably had more fun with everyone there. I do not expect that. It's overbearing. It's overreaching. I'm not going to just ask you to uh, to give up your day to watch my kids. I want you to give up your day and make everyone else go away. What is it? What does it hurt? Real life work says if you drop your kids off, you trust me, period. Boom. There it is. Especially if you dropped your kids off last minute to me, last second, you trust me to do the right thing. Now, if you had like had your friends there and you left and just let the friends take care of them separate, the different issue. As long as you were there the whole time, there is no, there's no issue at all. <laughs> oh, I had to do it with alcohol in the house. 
These people act like you guys were beer bonging like, with the nine-year-olds. Also, yes, where were they? If mother-in-law wasn't really in the hospital, where were they? Decided to have a last-minute date night? Who knows? It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter where they were. It doesn't matter who was at your house. They trusted you. They dropped the kids off last minute. They don't have, they don't have room. They don't have room to make special requests or bitch about anything at this point. They do not have room. And at this point, it is a, uh, hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with what I did at all. You don't like it? Don't drop your kids off last minute again. How about that? Okay, deal. You don't do that, and I won't have to, I won't be put in a weird situation and have to make these kind of choices. And I did what I thought was the right thing to do, and I would do it again because it was the right thing to do. This is the update for the AITH story titled, Am I the Astronaut for Not Kicking My Friends Out When My Nephews Came Over? So people wanted an update on what happened after I spoke to my sister's mother-in-law and basically had to force the truth out of my sister and brother-in-law by threatening to call our parents. And well, the reason they wanted me to babysit was extremely stupid. So let me just give you guys a little info on my sister and brother-in-law. Before they had the twins, they were into the swingers scene. After, after they were born, they stopped, or that's what they told everybody. Turns out once the twins were old enough to be left alone, they would have mother-in-law babysit while they went off to clubs. She figured it out and refused to babysit anymore, so they moved on to our parents, who had also apparently said the same thing. They also threatened to stop helping them pay the mortgage on their house if they didn't start being better parents. So that left me, apparently. They've used me to watch the twins to go out with couples before, but this time it was a last-minute date they had, so they lied about mother-in-law's health. They lied. Boop. The thing that started all this was due to one of our aunts seeing them that day with the other couple. And they were afraid of this getting back to me or our parents who already told them that they'd stop helping them with their mortgage if they kept if they kept up their swingers lifestyle while the twins were still little. So when they saw me posting pictures later that night, they decided to lie and say that I invited people over after I agreed to watch the twins for oh, for the week so they could have a Valentine's child-free week and spread this through the grapevine. Wow. They hoped that people would be too busy being furious at me for being an irresponsible aunt or enough that our aunt would be too busy with the family drama to remember what she saw that day. So, yep, this was the BS they pulled on me. Mother-in-law was with me when I told my parents, who are livid, that my sister lied to them. Parents are telling the rest of our relatives through family chat what happened. They're going to talk to my sister and brother-in-law later, so I have no idea how that's going to go. But, yep, apparently they made up this whole lie just to cover up the fact that they went out with another couple and dumped the twins on me for it. So, yeah, not the craziest update I've seen. Here, sorry about that. But thought I'd let you guys know. Edit, I don't care that they're swingers. I'm just annoyed that they lied to me to get me to watch the nephew. Same. You do you, lifestyle-wise, whatever. You do you. But I think you also might have an addiction thing to play on here, too, because because it seems like they 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 can't. Like, they, they can't control themselves to the point that they're lying to get their fix. They're lying to get people to watch the kids. And then they're they're cooking up these dramatic things. Um, they cooked up a whole drama to put the heat on OP so that the heat wouldn't get back to them. That's up. That's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing to do to someone. That's a terrible thing to some, to do to someone. And I don't care what your lifestyle is. This, this, this feels like addict behavior, right? Burning bridges, lying. This feels like addict behavior. And they're choosing this 
over their kids and they know they they know they've been warned and and again whatever you do you lifestyle wise but but if you're willing to lie and burn bridges and burn the people that you love to get your fix there's a problem there's a problem and these are just terrible people who are willing to create and concoct multiple stories to put the heat on somebody else they didn't give a shit that your friends were there like i said it was going to be anything so the guilt thing is a yeah, sort of sort of the guilt thing, sort of, but not really. It was more of just a smoke screen. Wow. Wow. She had agreed to watch the kids for a week and just invited friends over. Hey, not only am I going to ask you to do a last minute favor for me, I'm going to manipulate the f- out of you and I'm going to throw you to the wolves just to avoid the wolves finding me. This one is from AITAH as well and is titled, Am I the Askinoff for telling my sister that her husband is having an affair? I-17 female have a sister, 25 female, married to James, 38 female. This happened about a week ago. I was with my friend and we were having lunch in a restaurant. There we saw James with another woman. Normally, I thought this was his friend, but she was being very clingy. It looked like the two were on a date. The woman was whispering something in his ears. I felt disgusted. I wanted to confront him there, but my friend said to lay low and start recording so that we can have proof. We recorded everything. After leaving the restaurant, I went straight to my sister's place. I sat her down and showed her the video. Instead of crying, she got angry and started accusing me of ruining her marriage. She screamed profanities at me and said that I'm jealous of her. And it's not true. I always want what's best for her. I tried to explain my side and she kicked me out. I noticed that she blocked me everywhere. Yesterday, my mom came into my room and asked what I did. My sister was pissed off and told mom that I was trying to break up her marriage. I told mom everything. She was disappointed and said she will talk to her. I have not heard from her or James. My mom told me to not contact her now. My dad doesn't know anything. I just don't know what I did wrong. I was only looking out for her. I was trying to be a good sister to her. Top comment here, sounds like the sister was already suspecting or knew something, but decided not to act on it to save the marriage. And when OP showed the video, that was directly against that goal. You're trying to ruin my marriage equals your evidence makes my desperate effort to save the marriage more difficult. I could buy that. Um, and that's 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 uh, that's possible. Um, she wasn't ready to hear the truth. Rin. Yep. I think. That's entirely possible is that she was in denial, like she already had an inkling, but but had decided to be in denial. Um, And and this just put it right in front of her face where she can no longer be in denial. I I get that. But but the the lash out, the lash out against somebody who's trying to help you. And I guess that's a common thing, too. If people aren't ready to hear something and somebody tells them they don't want to hear there, there is an uncharacteristic lash out that happens. They they will they will just lash out or maybe they have an understanding and it's maybe he's not cheating. Maybe they have an open marriage and they just hadn't told anybody. And now this puts it out there and she's not ready for that yet. Either way, the the only the only way I can think that she that she would get upset by being shown this at her sister for telling her as if she already knew in some way she already knew she just wasn't ready to face it yet or it convinced herself to make it go away. Or, or something, which isn't the right thing to do, obviously, but 
but understanding that somebody's trying to do the right thing for you and then lashing out at them and saying the shit that she said. Like, yes, I, I think she was just trying to get you to go away, OP. I don't think she really believes that you're jealous of her and you're just trying to destroy her marriage. I think in that moment, her emotions spilled out and she just wanted to repel you. She wanted to make the problem go away because she didn't want to face it. She wasn't ready to face it. You put it in her face, so she had to repel. And to do that was to just go for the jugular and say things that she would normally say, but they made you go away. And then she blocked you, so she wouldn't have to deal with it. Now your parents know, or your mom knows, which is going to be a different issue. So I don't know where it goes from there, but man, nothing, nothing. I say nothing is worse. There's plenty worse, but it sucks whenever someone you love is going through some deep shit and, uh, and, and it's very difficult to try to talk to them because they're in the middle of that deep shit and their emotions are a freaking mess. And the way that they respond is going to be different than they they're not who they normally are, like an emotionally heightened or an emotion during an emotional blitz or a, a fugue state or whatever you want to call it. When when your life's a mess, you're not the same person that you typically are during a stasis, right? You're not the same person. You're not going to respond the same way. You're not going to be as your temperament is going to be different. Uh, whenever you're going through shit, you're going to, you're going to say and do things that aren't, aren't who you normally are. And hopefully, hopefully OP, your sister comes back around, apologizes to you, thanks you for it, um, after, but this it's going to take some time to get to that point. You got to let her process what's going on right now. And she's obviously not ready for it. So you're blocked. Just give her time, give her time. She knows obviously. And if somehow she didn't, she knows now. So just give her time, let her process I don't I do not believe that that was truly her feelings about you. And I do think that she'll come back around and hopefully apologizes for it. If she has enough self-awareness to understand what happened and that she did harm to your relationship that she needs to patch. Hopefully, hopefully she has the self-awareness to be able to do to do that kind of thing. It takes some emotional intelligence to get there, though, to be able to recognize that that you're responding out of character to to be able to to understand that your heightened emotions made you say things that you typically wouldn't say. I'm asking myself the same thing everybody else is asking. I'm sure of it. How did the sister and James meet? Because if it was, they met because he cheated on whoever he was with before with her. She can't be surprised. And maybe that's what happened. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe she snagged a creature of habit and uh, and thought that he was done. And the fact that he's not is just too much for her to take. And she just wants to ignore it. Either way, she's in denial. Just give her time. You did nothing wrong here, OP. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. This is a true off my chest story titled, My Husband Made Me Cry Tonight. I was cooking our dinner, which I do every night because I love cooking, and I accidentally burned the pork burgers. I didn't mean to, but I got distracted trying to make the sides. I felt so defeated, trying to open windows to get some smoke out, and my husband walked in the kitchen and just stared at me. I just looked at him like, I don't know what to do. He walked over and kissed me on the forehead and told me he appreciates me cooking dinner for him every night. He told me we can scrape the burn part off, no harm, no foul. And he was so excited to eat the dinner I made. I burst into tears. He's the most loving, caring, and kind human I know. And all the little things like tonight just make me so happy to have him. 
I grew up with a mom that blew up about everything, and my husband heals that part of me that feels like I can't do anything right. He's truly my favorite person. That's all. Nothing major, but just wanted to get it out there. Nice work, hubby. Nice work. And also, nice work OP here. Nice work OP for being able to recognize that like what impact this person has and helps helps even something out for them. I think that's that's a huge thing when you have the emotional intelligence to know like what cup that fills up and what shortcomings that that helps account for or balance out. I or or what what trauma this person this person's attention really helps alleviate. I think knowing those things makes it just that much better. It's amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah, and 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 no, if you are if you are if you are one of the one of the people out there celebrating the um the singles awareness day, th- there are good people out there. And I truly believe that there are there's there's a great match out there for everybody. However, I I firmly 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 believe that you have to get it to a, a point in life where you don't need them for them to appear. I firmly believe that you have to get to a point in life where you've where you've given up and that you, I think giving up gets you to the point where you're, you're happy. You get to a point where you are happy being independent, happy being by yourself and, and looking forward to it. Because in that moment, when, when you don't need someone else, someone else can appear and the pressure of needing them does not exist. And if they happen to be in the same place where they don't need someone, but man, if they were going to live life with anybody, they'd like to live it with you. It is so much easier to enter into that and to make it work when that pressure does not exist and and you're both independent there. And that was the exact point that Candy Thunder and I both got to in life right before we met or reconnected because we worked together at uh, at Outback Steakhouse 10 years before we reconnected and both like life took us in crazy directions. And then when we reconnected, um, we were both just in this spot where it was like, yeah, I think I'm done. She's like, yeah, I think I'm done too. It's like, oh, okay. Um, well, well, want to be done together? Yeah, I think I do. Uh, and it worked out freaking great. So I, I truly believe that there is a path that everybody walks. Some people are lucky and just hit it right off the bat, right? High school sweetheart, together for life. It happens. It definitely happens. Uh, for me, it was not that kind of easy journey. So I think it's just one of those things that, uh, I think it's one of those things that the happier you are with yourself, the easier it is to find someone, if that makes sense. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.